Welcome to the Mike Bowie Show, where we talk with people who influence people. Welcome to the next episode of People Who Influence People. My name is Mike Bowie, your host, and today we continue on with the third principle in the six principles of influence by Bob Cialdini in his book, um, Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion. And this is fascinating material to me because being in sales most of my life in one way, shape, form, or, uh, or form of another, uh, we, we find that there are... There are ways to influence people towards a, uh, toward a decision. Now, um, mastering principles of influence can be used both for good and for evil. So we definitely don't want to look at the idea of, of how, you know, I mean, we can see it in the world, of course. You know, people are influencing others towards negativity or evil or, or bad stuff. You know, there are bad people out there. But we are looking that, at this from a very positive and practical way to influence good in um, in your community and society in general. And of course, um, if you're a salesperson, take notes on this and start implementing these in, this into your uh, pitch. You want to definitely influence people in the direction of your wonderful products and wonderful services. So the third um, principle of influence is social proof. Now, what is that? It's it's a way to um, validate, um, to give people a feeling of validation based on what others are doing. So, uh, it's observing. Uh, social proof, as defined by Bob Cialdini, is uh, people doing what they observe other people doing. So, it's safety in numbers. So if our coworkers always show up late, we're much likelier to do that. If um, people always eat at a certain cafe and the lines, you know, stretch down the block, we tend to gravitate toward that. So you can use that to your advantage when it comes to sales or influence in the community. Um, we're also, um, people who are more likely to be influenced by social proof are people who are unsure of themselves. They haven't made a decision yet. Or people we observe who seem similar to us. Uh, so there are a lot of experiments that show the validation of social proof. And um, some of them that I went over in a talk I recently gave at a chamber of commerce um, is we mentioned Google reviews. So we see that more people buy things that have great reviews, right? If there's something that has five Google reviews, maybe uh, good reviews, maybe you'll buy it. But if you can buy the same thing for the same price or even slightly higher, and it has 6,000 Google reviews, or even 100, I think is the tipping point where the research shows, you're more likely to buy that because more people are doing it. Uh, on Amazon, you see, you know, 600 sold um, versus one or two sold, you're going you're gonna to gravitate towards, toward the one that is uh, more people are buying. Also, think about when you see something going on in this, uh, maybe if you're, I don't know, in Vegas and there's a street performer and a bunch of people are gathered around watching and, and you gravitate over to uh, take a look yourself. Well, it's because all the people are there. The performer may or may not be good, but the, the strength in numbers says that there's probably something there to see. 
And another example is um, canned laughter, you know, from those sitcoms. There was an experiment done where the canned laughter was taken away, and people simply didn't laugh as much or as long. And one of the remarkable studies shows that using canned laughter in comedy shows and sitcoms makes people laugh at lower quality jokes. It causes... um, people to take the shortcut and believe fake laughter, this mental shortcut, and believe the fake laughter is real and cause us to laugh at bad jokes. Now, this began back in the opera in the 1820s. Men and women were paid for different types of applause. For instance, a, you know, a golf clap would earn them a certain amount of compensation. Maybe if they stood up and gave a raucous bravo, they would earn more money. And, and it just went up the scale from there. <clears throat> uh, an interesting experiment, I thought it was interesting that there was an experiment done in an elevator. And people were, were watched to see the, what, how they behaved in an elevator. When people uh, entered an elevator and there were several people facing toward the door, the people would turn around and face toward the door. And that's normal behavior, right? It's what we do. But when people were, when the subject would enter the elevator and all of the riders of the elevator were facing away from the door, the back wall, the rider in almost every case faced the back wall or the side wall. Whatever direction people were facing, they did the same. That's social proof. That's saying, this is the correct behavior, so I'll do it. So think about this in sales. If you have a product that's popular and, uh, and you say, well, this, this one has sold this many pieces or this many items, and it's true. Well, you can influence people to buy that. In our business, in OsteoStrong, our gold package is the most popular. And I tell people and I lay my hand on the sheet and say, this is the gold package. This is the most popular package. And it's true. And people tend to buy the gold package. So think about this from, uh, in ways that you might engage social proof. You know, what are people doing? What? Now, it's interesting that when you think about success in a lot of ways as business owners, when you're doing the opposite of what everybody's doing, you can become successful. But when you're selling stuff and you're trying to influence people in the community, social proof is a tremendous tool. Oh, here's another example. Uh, hotel towels. Most hotels have a card that say, please reuse your towel. It's good for the environment. In an experiment where the verbiage would ch- was slightly changed, they saw a 28% increase in compliance in reusing their towels. And this is what the note said. Instead of saying, please reuse your towel, it's good for the environment, the verbiage was changed to most people who stay at our hotel reuse their towels. Most people who stay at our hotel reuse their towels. 28% increase in compliance because people want to be like other people. They want to be like those who are like them, people who stay at the hotel. Well, I'm a person who stays at the hotel, so clearly I'm going to reuse my towel because I stay here. So use these tactics for good, not evil, and we will see you later. Thank you for joining us. If you like what you hear, please like and share. 
We appreciate your support, and I can't wait to share the next topic with you. Have a blessed weekend, day, or whenever it is you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you liked the show. And if you did, please hit the like button and share it with your friends. 